I haven't spent the night with Rick since France, so I can't really speak to it. But you know, I think he does. Yeah, I think he does. Oh my! <laughs> Welcome to the Drinks and Diamonds podcast. I am Rick Darren Phillips, marketing director, Rebecca, here to throw Blake and Tracy into the deep end of podcasting once again. We are going to chat a little bit about watches and the ongoings in the watch world. How's it going, guys? What's going on, guys? What's up? Happy Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, happy Wednesday indeed. Um, it's almost Taylor Swift time. It is almost Taylor Swift time. We have the vault all bejeweled up for her gathering here tomorrow. Maybe she'll make an appearance. That's what I hear. That would be nuts. And Joe Burrow. Joey B. <laughs> Heck of a uh, combo. <laughs> did you guys see the hilarious reel that I posted yesterday? Of course we did. We did. Yeah. We did see it. Yeah, I, uh, I almost didn't uh, post it due to the sensitive subject matter um, about getting the call. But I honestly thought it was a fun way to express and let people know that, hey, we know you're waiting and uh, we're waiting right there with you. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. Um, and just wanted to say for every ounce of patience that you put out there into the universe, I can guarantee that Blake is matching that uh, with the same amount of anxiety and desperation waiting to get that watch for you. It's uh, it's probably one of the craziest parts of the job is how many people want these watches and continuing to put them on the right wrists is our goal. Every one we get, we sell. So it's just a uh, revolving door. Patience is needed. Yeah, and um, honestly, that's something that really impresses me about you, Blake, is that you really go to bat for your clients and that no matter if they're new clients, established clients, or whatever they are, you treat everyone the same. Um, with empathy because you know how it is. I mean, we've you've probably waited for watches before. I know everybody here has. We always favor our clients over yep. ourselves anyways. Yeah. But I mean, I waited 16 months for my wedding watch and uh, yeah. waited every day, wanting it more and more and more every day. And I mean, it's not just my clients. It's, it's the whole store's clients. So whether it's Tracy has a client or Joe or George or Zach or Rick or Eric, it's just a matter of I mean, there's not just one person here selling watches, there's 10. And we all have clients that want the same watches and Rolex can only make so many uh, of these watches. And uh, it's and it's not just the big R, it's many other brands that have very hot watches that are hard to get on wrist. But um, yeah, I do, we all do. We try to make it happen for our clients. It just sometimes takes a lot longer than some would like. Yeah, I completely agree. And being one of the newer guys here, I, I see Blake with clients that he's had for three, four years come in and he's best friends with them. And then I see that random guy walk in the door and Blake has the same exact energy with that same customer. So it shows that anyone who walks through the door is going to get treated the exact same. It's just a matter of finding the right watch for the right person. Yeah, it totally is. Um, speaking of waiting, we all know that Omega is celebrating a 75-year mm. anniversary this year. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Oh, yeah. Tracy? Extremely excited about to see those bad boys come in. I am ai love Omega myself, so this is kind of right up my alley. I like blue, so kind of knocked it out of the park <laughs> with uh, what I like. So I'm uh, looking forward to seeing them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for the 75th uh, celebration of the Seamaster, they released a whole collection um, and the thing I've seen the most comments on is 
the choice of color. Um, Omega revealed their entire lineup um, in their new colorway, Summer Blue. Um, some people love it. Some people thought it was kind of a predictable color from what I've seen. And Tracy, you're saying you love it? Yeah, I love it. I'm just always a fan of blue on a watch. So, And, and I'm a huge Omega fan, so it kind of two birds with one stone there. I am probably won't see them for a little bit, but when we do start getting them rolling in, it's going to be really cool. Yeah, I mean, it, I think this year people have been long awaiting what Omega is going to do. They've typically released their product in March. So when March came and went and we didn't see anything new from Omega, um, it was a little bit, you know, of a weird feeling. And now with the launch of, uh, you know, they, they just targeted a lot of their popular watches. I don't think it's predictable. We're not reinventing the wheel. We're just putting a dial on a watch that already exists, right? Um, but you know, doing it with new texturing and new dials and new fading and hidden little secrets. Like I showed these two earlier, there's one of these watches that, you know, reveals a pretty cool little fun, uh, bow to deep, deep, deep sea exploration, which has been a hot topic over the past, you know, couple days, but, um, the, you have uh, a rather unsavory joke about that. Yeah, I do. We can, we can slide on that. Yeah, we'll pass that <laughs> one up. Um, I don't, my favorite one was probably the, 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 um, Bringing the Ploprof back, which is the funky, weird, absolutely insane-looking watch that's been missing for the past two, three years. They just kind of removed it from their catalog, and now it's coming back in blue. It's a, uh, it's a cool one to see. Yeah, uh, that was that was actually my favorite one because I thought it had the most dramatic gradient. Um, mm -hmm. It was so pretty, um, and I also have seen that that is definitely a love it or leave it sort of vibe uh, when it comes from the or it comes to the monoblock case. Um, so it's a vintage design, but to me it had like a really modern, like futuristic aesthetic, which I think is what they were going for. It was released in like the seventies or something. Yeah. Um, but aside from how it is aesthetically, are there any technical benefits or challenges to expect with a monoblock case? Or is that a Matt question? Uh, I mean, it's a Matt question. I mean, I can answer <laughs> it. It's, you know, there's no easy access to the case or to the movement rather, right? Everything comes out typically uh, through the front of the case, um, through the dial, through the bezel, everything is removed that way. So it, it provides a really sturdy, beefy case, um, but not the easiest to necessarily gain access to. So with the case back of a Breitling or a Grand Seiko or a Tudor, there's typically a key that you can screw the back off of it and access the movement from the back. This is the exact opposite. It's a uh, it's all coming from the front. So, I mean, it's beneficial in that it's one huge chunk of steel and mm -hmm. it kind of has a cool look because it's seamless on the back where you can see it. Um, Seiko started doing a lot of that early on too, but, uh, you know, at this point, watchmakers are, are pros. I don't think it's going to be anything Matt's working on, but, um, he would definitely be the pro to speak on it. Yeah. I thought it looked pretty sick with the Poseidon. Yeah. The solid the case backs are pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. They put designs in all of them. They're all pretty sweet. Yeah. And the, do they, they all have the Poseidon on the back, right? I believe the, so. Believe so. Yeah. yeah, I believe so. I love that. I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's not something that you see all the time, but I'm sure you like to take your watch off and admire it. Oh, of course. <laughs> Are you cleaning her up? Of course. Do you guys sleep with your watches on? No. Here and there. Really? Depends on what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Depends on what you did for the last six hours before. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, hmm. no. <laughs> it's described as a blackout, I think, normally. It's mm -hmm. how they describe that. Yeah. You just don't even remember. <laughs> oh, gotcha. So it's not so much you went to bed. It's just that you fell asleep. Yeah. No, it's not falling asleep. It's passing out. Yeah, sometimes my <laughs> shoes are on, too. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my 
my gosh. Well, the models range from a light, uh, powdery, icy blue to super dark, nearly black blue. Um, it looked like it kind of went from light uh, based on the water resistance down to dark to the mm -hmm. more hardcore models. Yep. yep. Like on the ultra deeps and stuff like yeah. that. That's um, exactly what they did, I think, is mm -hmm. they, they based upon Aqua Terra's at 150 and then you move into 300 meters and then far below that with uh, the Planet Ocean at 600 and then you go down into, you know, the deep, deep depths of the ocean mm -hmm. with the Ploprof and the ultra deep. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see uh, symbolism in the colors that they chose. Um, across the board, how do you think Omega did in honoring 75 years of the Seamaster? I think they hit it out of the park. I don't know what else I'd want them to do, honestly. Yeah, I mean, they targeted the Seamasters, right? They're, they're popular. They have been for a long time. I think the one that was also really cool that they did was the 39.5 millimeter Planet Ocean, which is not historically been the most popular size, at least in our store, but more recently become very popular as a very, very solid sized watch. Um, a person, John Parker, who we all know and love in the store, wears that watch daily. Mm -hmm. um, and they didn't do anything to the 43.5, which is the beefed up version, the big version of it. So to tackle that watch, I think it's going to be a really popular one. The, you know, the 300 Heritage um, is probably the one that doesn't get as much love because it's more of a dressy dive watch. And then you have the, the tried true 300 meter dive. So it's just nice to have one that's going to be different from the Bond era, 300 meter, blue on blue, uh, Omega. But mm -hmm. they killed it. I mean, the Omega does a good job. They know they're doing a good job. Uh, clearly, they're increasing their prices <laughs> in two days. So uh, you can expect that. And I think, um, you know, I just hope that we can get all these watches on wrists, right? I mean, that's really been the biggest issue with a lot of these brands is a lot of people want, but they, they can't necessarily produce uh, as many as people want, right? So... Hopefully we'll, we'll be able to see these delivered and get them on wrists and have people enjoy them and they won't um, be too far delayed. I don't expect anything crazy, but um, a lot of these brands now have been able to structure it, Breitling and Tudor specifically, where they'll release a watch and then you'll receive that watch or at least one variation of it within a week of launch. And, and you can hold on to it and you can you know continue to kind of keep that dream alive that they exist, they're real, they're making them and you can show clients. Um, so hopefully we get some variation of that over the next couple months. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I wish we had these at the watch fair. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> hopefully we'll have them at whiskey and watches. Yeah. That's the next, yeah. the next target. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask, um, when do you think we'll see any of these in store? Gosh, it's so hard to tell. I mean, the mm -hmm. reality is, is that, you know, again, Omega, one of my favorite brands in the store, but they have had troubles getting new product into stores. Um, so I mean, Man, there's product that was released in March of 2022 that we still haven't seen. Um, that's 18 months ago. So I don't know. I hope it's going to be a month's thing, um, like a couple of months, I would say would be best case scenario if I had to guess two, three months before we start seeing them. Mm -hmm. uh, we are starting to see some of that stuff that was released in March, like some of these Aqua Terras are finally starting to come in, which is fantastic. We've seen 34 millimeters so far. We're getting a couple green divers here and there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, we're patiently waiting for, you know, Speedmaster 57s with red and blue and green, all these cool colors they did. Um, we've seen a yellow gold green dial Speedmaster. So they're getting stuff out and it's selling as quickly as we get it because people have been waiting for it. Mm -hmm. uh, so hopefully we can just get it a little bit quicker and keep it rolling. Omega's on fire. I mean, they're just, they're easily, you know, 
they're, they're the second strongest brand in the store by a long shot. Yeah. Um, as far as just like individual client sales, right? People who come in and they want to buy a watch and they go straight for Omega. Um, we all know who would come in first and nothing's ever going to change there, I don't think. Um, and Breitling's taking huge steps, especially since with the new build out in the store. So we're hopefully we keep it that way. Yeah. What do you think the rise of Omega has been over the past few years? Like, how has it become so popular? Um, I mean, there's many reasons, right? Watches in general have become a lot more popular. So watch brands from 2018 to now have seen doubles, triples in numbers. Uh, but I think Omega was positioned in a, in a place strategically when COVID happened and when some of these crazy life-changing events happened where they had product. Uh, it was very well made very well quality controlled, very well warranted. They checked all the boxes that you could check with another brand that we know of. And so they just positioned themselves in an excellent place to capitalize on clients without watches and that wanted to, to, to buy watches. So, the, you know, and they, and they, they make many models that people would own multiple of, right? You can have a 300 meter diver, you can have an Aquaterra and you can have a Speedmaster and not have a, a duplicated watch, at least by appearance. So they've just, and they, they kill it. I mean, their, their stuff's awesome. It fits, fits well, it sizes well, it's warrantied well. Um, they, they just do a really good job. Tracy, uh, when you started here, um, did you already have a passion for Omega? or Because you've kind of gotten a reputation now. Yeah, when I, when I started here, my watch knowledge was not as strong as it is now. Um, definitely going to these trainings like in Philadelphia, like two months ago, I went to an Omega training and it really opened my eyes to how the brand works, how they build their watches, the quality that they do. Um, so from the beginning, I've definitely grown a lot. I've become a huge Omega fanboy. They're probably my favorite line that we do carry <laughs> exact right now. Exact word I was going to use. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like, like Blake said, like, I think Omega is super strong because you can own three, four of them and have different watches for different occasions, like the Diver 300. And then you go to the Speedmaster. They're completely different watches, but they're still in the same brand. So I think that's why a lot of my customers have two, three, four Omegas and they'll come buy a fifth one. Just because they know the quality is super high on them, great warranties, just everything about the watch is really greatly made. And I think that's why I, I am drawn to them any, like I am. Any fun facts you can share from learning or reading? Um, I mean, just the moon watch, you know, the Olympic, they're the Olympic timekeepers. They, they, they like to call themselves the uh, timekeeper of human achievement, which I really liked when they said that during the training. It's just kind of cool that Omegas are on everyone who does something crazy, you know, yeah. like going to the North pole and going to the South pole and flying a plane around the whole earth, like Omega sponsors it all. And I just thought that was a really cool aspect. They're not just a watch. They're a lot more than just a watch. Yeah. So, um, what do you have your eye on an Omega? I got my own too. Okay. I want a green 300 and I want a Speedmaster SLA. So those are my two. I'm kind of, why is that? I like the green 300 because it's a little, we don't see them too often. And I think that's kind of a cool thing to have something that you don't see too often. And then just the Hesalite because it's the moon watch, you know. I love the moon and I think that whole story is pretty cool. And Do you love the moon? I do love the moon. Oh, I, look, I look at it every night. Right yeah, I look at it all the time. <laughs> so I do like the moon. Blake, do you have an Omega yet? Um, I do not. I do not. What's your favorite? What is my favorite? I'd probably go with the Sapphire Sandwich Speedmaster, which is just like the professional version of the moon watch. The more wearable version. I mean, there's some pretty beautiful ones out there, but I just, as a watch collector, I'll call myself, the Speedmaster fits very well into it. It's a well-known watch that, 
you know, it doesn't matter if guys have a $20 million watch collection, chances are that they'll at least have a, a professional Speedmaster, whether it be Hesolite or Sapphire. So that that's probably the one I'd have to check off my list first before I went with anything else, especially once they made the change to the bracelet. They made it fit very well, and um, there's a lot about it that I like. But I don't I don't yet own one much to... Uh, How many watches do you own? Over 30. Over How many over pairs 30. of shoes do you own? Oh, God. Over 150. Do you take better care of your watches or shoes? Shoes. I guess it depends on the night. <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's true you never know i guess it depends on the yeah, night you never know no i'm uh i'm obsessed with both i i'd say i definitely have my watches that i throw on to do you know whatever and beat them up i have a breitling sky racer that i wear just to do whatever in i have a uh a bunch of watches that i don't i, I won't say care as much about but that definitely doesn't hurt my feelings to see them scratched or bumped or hit and then i, I do have a couple watches that i take really really good care of speaking of beat them up was that Rick's watch you were looking at earlier? It was, yeah. We uh, we were finished the botch, boss's watch, so it looks new again. It looks too new. Yeah, yeah. very new. Very it went new. from a little bit beat up to looking really a nice. A little bit? Really nice. Really beat up to looking Rick, really nice. Rick wears his, hard, <laughs> wears his watch very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, he, 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 he enjoys his watch. Yeah. <laughs> there was a drop den on it or two on it. He dropped it a couple of times is what it looked oh like. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it's it cleaned up nice. No. Wonder if he takes his watch off when he goes to bed. I think he does. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. Confirmed. Every night or depends. I, I think it's know, every night. <laughs> you know, I feel like I he's spent, the kind of guy that it would the be night every with, night. I haven't spent the night with Rick since France, so I can't really speak to it. But you know. <laughs> oh my. Uh, all right. Um, yeah. So hopefully, by whiskey and watches, we'll have some of those uh, Seamasters in Trickling here. I'd in. love to see yeah. one. Okay, I'm, the blue I'm, looks gorgeous. I'm hopeful. Yeah. yeah. At least as long hopeful. as we get one or you know one or two in, you know, just so we can start showing people the colors, kind of the idea behind them. Yeah. That'll be enough. Um, I did have another question for you, Blake. And you know, I thought you and Justin were like you know pretty tight and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was just really confused on why you couldn't get us on the VIP list for uh, the Seamaster's birthday party in Greece. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I was giving Justin shit about that actually. Um, I don't, he didn't even get to go. So, you know, once wow. he doesn't get to go, I don't give him too hard of a time. But uh, I saw the videos and like the promo from that. It looked, it looked insane. It looked pretty insane. Yeah. yeah. How they had it displayed like on the water wild. like that. It was yeah. sick. I, I, I don't know. I might want to go to Greece more than Geneva. So, oh. I, I'd absolutely want to go to Greece other than Geneva. Yeah. Same here. Greece is <laughs> insane. Geneva is cool. But once you've seen it, once you've seen it. Oh, my. Okay. Well, we'll remember that next year. We'll take you off the list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, you will have to stop by and check out the 75-year collection celebration watches of the Seamaster. Yeah, we'll do a post or something when we actually have them. As soon as they come out, if you are on the watch exclusive email list, you will be the first to know. And you will be able to figure out how to get on that list in the description of this episode. Um, And we're really excited to showcase the lineup. Oh, uh, what, what, what should we talk about next? anybody has any ideas side roll just text what side roll so (laughs) if anyone has ideas text blake what you want to hear him talk about text tracy let him know because we're here to talk about whatever you want to talk about yeah Mm -hmm. within reason reason. (laughs) anything you want to talk about we'll talk about it we might just use code words yeah all right well until next time cheers cheers cheers